What's up, world? Welcome to the Water Pod. We're back with another installment, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Fifty Shades of Green LLC Landscaping, man. My boy Darren, uh, please hit him up for all of your landscaping needs. I'll put the link to 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 get in contact with him, and his logo will obviously be on the beginning of this episode. So we appreciate you. Uh, 50 Shades of Green Landscaping. Y'all check them out, man. They got you whatever landscaping needs you need. Without further ado, though, um, today's guest, uh, you know, I, I feel like I keep saying this on the pod. I feel like I keep saying, like, met this guy and it was just cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it just just went with it and, like, felt like you known him forever. So, um, but I want to get to know him better. You know what I'm saying? Because... Um, I don't, being that when we met, we was just like, felt like we known each other forever. It was like, you don't really get to really know the person because you're like, yo, that's my friend. We just talk about like relevant things or whatever and some old stories, but what, what else can I say? I'm, I'm excited to have him on here and talk about what he's got going on, man. You've probably seen him, the excellent bass player out of Black Power Mixtape, Mason Jar Music, Randall Fowler. Those are some acts you've seen him with and... Who knows who you'll see him with in the future? Obviously, Mason Jar Music. And um, dude's just a blessing to be around. Excellent bass player, all around cool dude. My boy, Chris Vieira. Um, hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up, man? Sorry for the long-winded intro, but yeah, I, appreciate I gotta do you your due diligence, man. Very, you know very nice saying? of you. So, Thank you. <clears throat> like I said in the intro, though, man, I don't... Uh, Chris and I have known each other for a few years, but it's been strictly music, so I, I had to have him on. He's got a dope store for musicians, so he's just like 100% musically entrenched, and um, that's why I'd like to have him on in the first place. So um, wh- what's going on with Sound Power, man? You want to tell him a little bit about Sound Power and how that came to be and what your goal for it is? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Jordan and I have been rocking the Costello Studios for a minute. Costello? Um we had some real nice uh, folks below us in church for a while, and they, unfortunately, for whatever reason, needed to leave very quickly. And Jordan and I were like, "Man, what are we gonna do with this place?" We're just like, you know, man, let's just, let's just try to do this over here. Um, you know, Dwayne, you know, him and I kind of go back and forth with a lot of uh, you know workings in the sound biz as well, running a sound together, playing each other's bands, oh, recording each other. The Wolf, right? And then we had <laughs> you know another store we were doing some stuff similar with, and I had some experience with it, so we really didn't want a nail salon to move in. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like really mess up our vibe with the studio. We're like, ah, you know, let's give this thing a shot. You know? and, uh, right. And also, I mean, uh, you know, back in the days of working in the center, it's like, I, I kind of like it when, like, we have a cool kind of local music store yeah. you know, in town that um, it's equally cool as a place to, like, hang at. It right, is, right. Like, buy your gear from. And it's so easy to buy online. So, I mean, I totally get that, you know. But No, I, I think it's real cool because, like, when I was – coming up man like i'm sure with you too but like cats music and 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 even though y'all are doing more for the musical side obviously you got more equipment cats was more about the records and stuff but but it was just cool to have like i remember you and your buddies like on a saturday would just hop in the car and ride up to the 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 music store you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so is that kind of the vibe y'all are going for you want people to just have somewhere to go that 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 is really about music not just about a dollar kind of thing absolutely yeah, yeah. definitely definitely on the local vibe for sure um obviously you got to make sales and you want people to shop with you but yeah, yeah the vibe sure. is obviously the most important thing and most people come in and out of the studio and 
people hear something going on, they want to check that out, or you know, if there's opportunity for that, we can go back and forth. And sometimes people from the studio end up shopping in the store. People shop in the store and coming up and booking time in the studio. That's been great. Yeah, yeah. and that's um that's off of is it Bacon's Bridge or Trump? yeah, yeah Bacon's yeah, Bridge, right? Twelve forty six Bacon's Bridge. Right. So twelve forty six Bacon's Bridge Road. If you need guitar strings, yeah, we need a lot of pro audio equipment. You know, we kind of handle anything from somebody, you know, just getting started on to buy their first guitar to some, you know, we have put in some, uh, you know, full PAs at, you know, uh, local joints that needed, uh, you know, full service, like, rider ready rigs and stuff. So, anything in between. Nice. And I know that, like, you just, he name dropped a few people, uh, Costello, awesome studio, located at the same location. It's above the store, so if you need recording, get it, Chris. Um and uh get in there to costello studios um he also name dropped Dwayne chris uh, if you're a local uh musician that performs live you've probably ran into chris or Dwayne, and they've been running sound and making sure you sound good so obviously if you need if you need help on sound work or whatever get with these guys they got one-stop shop man if you need anything music or uh, performance related you know recording related uh anything like that you should get with these guys man they're top of the top of the food chain in charleston for sure um i'd put them up against worldwide but you know we're just talking locally right now but um so have you always been into music in that type of way like was it something that grew on you as you got older or was it just kind of ingrained in you or you had people around you that played music or family what, what what's like the main reason you got into music you would say having like a handful of like cassette tapes you know as a kid and always listening on the boombox and just you know really feeling like a you know strong emotions around music right like you know uh, started playing trombone in the band in middle school mm. So that really helped me start to develop, you know, the, you know, the real understanding of it and uh, kind of carried it on from there. Um, had like a storage shed when I was like 15 yeah. with like my like punk rock bands and stuff and just like uh, really had no idea what I was doing, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, kind of just kept going from there. So it was just like, um, I, for, like for me, I know that music was kind of like uh, what got me into music and I know that like. A lot of people might look down upon hip hop when it comes to music because you know you're not like playing instruments or or um, doing it that way. But it's whatever. We, that's a whole nother pod. Whatever we can but, talk about that. But I know when I got into music, uh, it was like a, a, a an escape or like a, or a, almost a rebellion. You know what I mean? Like a way to like express myself in a way that. I wasn't allowed to, or I didn't feel like I was allowed to. Like, is that kind of the same deal with you? Because you, just because you say you was in some punk rock band, so like, obviously, like you're probably like me, had some teenage angst about something, or. I mean, there's definitely things that I would say in a song that I wouldn't say in a conversation. Mm, right. Things that you can find that in, in music is certainly um, any kind of artistic, you know, formula, whatever you whatever you do. To right, play, right. Like, yeah, you can do, definitely do some stuff in there that, um, you know present yourself and even be a little self-serving and give yourself something that you really want through your art that might help you right yeah and so um yeah so did like 
did something make you want to have something to say? You know what I mean? I guess is what I'm asking too is like, cause for me, I felt like not, not like a specific thing, but I just felt like music was like a way to escape from something. You know what I mean? Were you ever felt like that or was it just like, yo, I played, I played trombone and I don't know. Like, cause I, I feel like I can't like to see you play the bass. I'm like, bro, like what made you want to do that? Because I wish I would have wanted to do that. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm glad I wanted to like write poetry and lyrics and like, and dive in that way. So I'm sure there's people out there that are like, I wish I could write like that, but I'm always just so intrigued by somebody who can play an instrument and I'm just not dedicated enough. I don't know. Like what, what made you like want to be a bass player and play the stuff that you wanted to play? Like, you know, I think it, you know, being around just a lot of groups and being with my friends and everyone kind of fell into some place and, I ended up playing bass, and mm. I was, and I loved it. And it seemed like nobody wanted to play bass. And I was like, shit, you guys want to play bass? Um, and then I got, like, a bunch of nice gear, and I found out that it was, like, you know, early on. You know? Right, right. It was easier to be, like, a decent <laughs> bass player yeah. than it was, like, good at guitar. So you could, like, kind of give your buddy some shit, you know? Yeah. Especially a drummer, you're, like, back, like, I'm just, like, like on, like, a note the whole time. Like, you guys can't keep up, you know? Like, <laughs> Right, I was like, right, man, right. this is a lot of fun. And I think I kind of started to get really energetic, like, and letting the kind of, like, music kind of move me. And I think that helped bring me out of my shell a little bit. I'm probably relatively reserved. Right. And uh, being able to kind of, like, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. kind of made me enjoy it a lot. Well, that's why I wanted to have you on the pod. It's funny you say that because you're so, you're a real reserved guy and um, you're humble. And I'm like, you know, um, I, I want somebody like that to get a voice that they might not normally get or express because I'm like, bro, dude, you, you kill the bass, you know what I mean? Like, uh, not to get in your personal life, but you know, you're, you're, you're doing your thing as a father. You're, you know what I mean? You're, you're running a store, you're recording great music, you know what I mean? you're always got a good positive attitude, but you know what I mean? I want people to like, when they think that they need somebody to run sound. They thank you. I want people to hear what you got to say. Like when I think about a store, they thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and thanks, cause I feel For like sure. you're a lot of like me in that aspect. Like I'm just like a under the radar kind of guy, even though I'm doing a podcast, like people, <laughs> people know and see me around whatever, but, but in real life, like I'm just a super easy going i'm not going to sit here and like pump myself up or brag you know what i mean like people i've had so many people come through here to just you know like i'll record stuff for them or do do just do things that people are charging them hundreds and thousands of dollars for hundreds or thousands not hundreds of thousands but and and it's just because like i'm just like you know i want to see everybody flourish and grow and stuff like that but but to to reiterate what i'm saying about like how i feel like you is like you don't you're not like, oh man, I got this and you know, I did this and I did that and 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 like you should come over here, you should come over here. You're just like you're like, man, the 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 talent and the love mainly should just speak for itself, you know what I mean? So that's what keeps it, but I said this with uh when I was talking to Los, like I kind of started podcasts. I'm just tired of being so humble. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I've been humble forever, dude. And like, I, and I still, I'm going to always remain humble. That's just my character. But, but I want to have like this, um, mm, 
I don't know the word to put in front of humble, but like a confident humble, uh, proactive humble. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to remain gracious, but I'm going to start letting people know who I am, what we do. I'm going to let people know like my friends, what they do and what they got going on. Like it's time to, it's time to not just be word of mouth and be like, well, I guess this is word of mouth, but you know what I'm saying? Like not just. It's time to like put it out there, man. Show show what we have to offer in Charleston and amongst like people don't really know everything that's going on. So did you um so we talked about how it like what got you into music, you know, and like um did you grow up around music? Did you have family members that played music or Not really. how did you grow matter of fact, how did you where, where are you from anyways? Are you always from Charleston? Let's start let's go there. I, I like. grew up in Boulder Bluff. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Been around for a while. Yeah. I've been from here though. I've traveled some now, you know, in my in the second half of my life from that time, you know. Right. But it's always been home base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Goose Creek, did you go to Goose Creek High? I did. Yeah? yeah I did. <laughs> nice. Man, yeah. I went to Goose Creek High, too, man. I, um, I don't know, man. I, I was, I could have graduated and, uh, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, so dumb, man. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I tell people, like, um, people talk about goose creek and stuff or like they they talk about like it's the suburbs and it's not like and i'm not gonna ever be like oh this shit's like chicago down here but it was just like especially my generation probably your generation as well like they're just there's not a lot of successful people from that generation you know what i mean and like there there are but it's not like no, I don't want to say successful. Let me let me backtrack. Like it's like a lot of bad things occurred in Goose Creek in those generations. You know, drugs and pills and all this crime and people like I don't know, man. I feel like it. It people look at Goose Creek like it's just some like oasis or something. I think you know, like it's not like people. I mean, it never really felt like that to me growing up there. You know, yeah. I mean, like, uh, but I mean, I I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, definitely uh, two sides. You know. You know, it, it, in that town, probably any town. Um, right. But, yeah. But uh, you know, I still. I mean, I still love Goose Creek. <laughs> I still yeah. love Goose Creek. Me too. Oh, I got yeah. look at this. I got a tattooed on my hands. Like, how ridiculous <laughs> is that? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's ridiculous. Yes. Dude, I'm I'm going to get those. Yeah, hey, you show. should, dude. I'm calling my guy. <laughs> I can get some pics of those. You should, bro. Yeah, get the same good. ones, man. <laughs> Goose Creek, tattooed totally. on my hand. You know. Like so that'll show you what we were doing when I was coming. <laughs> like so most people are like uh applying for colleges and stuff, like no, nah, I was sixteen with a even in the tattoos early, all over my body. Even in the early nineties, like there was still like dirt roads near like the neighborhoods in that area. Like getting as you were going towards Monk's Corner. I remember calling Monk's Corner and it was like long distance. Right, like, right. Long distance yeah. on like a landline. Hundred percent. That's a I've always felt that same way, bro. It's like uh, Goose Creek. I guess it's any town, like you said, man. But Goose Creek always like um, it was rural when we were, you know, not that it was ever really rural, but there was, yeah, you could find like some woods to chill in or hang out with your boys on a log and and do what boys do. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, I don't think there's every tree that's around any town now they planted. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's uh just so much development man it's crazy but the good thing is both of us are in business so that's more people to buy what yeah you got. right more people to come to shows more people, yeah, more to, people to come to shows that's another thing man like i hope that stuff. charleston brings more gets more shows and more like I, I, i've just been waiting for us to get like instead of the b category you know what i mean which is fine but i just think there's so much talent down here why do you think that is you think because we're a small market that we don't it's probably out of the way yeah it's becoming more on the way you know progressively probably through the whole time but we're seeing it now i mean mm-hmm. you see good acts come through honky tonk i mean really good like country acts come through honky tonk yeah um, for sure you see for what, sure. like even what you know cali's doing over charlie pub you know bringing some really good acts in the in the rock circuit that are um i mean that place slamming you know yeah i was, yeah, I was yeah. shocked i was like man this is great yeah and then seeing like, even what's going on at like the place that i've been you know booking around and sign out at tiki and having great bands and stuff come through there it's like man it's really feeling good like there's a couple of areas right here that are doing well with music like right right or even especially when bands can come from out of town and like you know earn enough for it to make sense even to come through like and yeah okay we're not i guess we're, i guess we're not talking about like the guys that are going to sell like the pack or whatever but like that level, like just above like local before you get to like, you know, that or whatever and having some of those great acts come through. Sometimes you find, especially if you spend any time on YouTube or on any streaming stuff to dig them, you're like, oh shit, man, this is great. This is like, yeah. this is going to be something that's going to pop off and I'm going to be on the front of it. Right. You know? no, it came 100%. through Charleston first. You know? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or especially the surrounding Charleston area. You know? Would you think we'll ever have like another Charleston? That's what I want to see. Like, it's, are we going to have something out of Charleston that's like, what do we got? Hootie, Edwin McCain. I don't even. Edwin McCain's just South Carolina. You know, I don't like, know, man. I think there's some. The times have changed so much from then, anyways. Like you might be able to say that again in most towns. Like when's the next gonna? Well, maybe the music industry has changed so much to where they don't they don't sell records and and they don't make music right. videos like that. Like where you know millions of people are sitting in front of their TV to see the debut. You know, like. Mm. So that those times have changed so much. I think that those people in that like really caught a great wave at that. I don't know if it's the end or not, but that wave, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's just it's a totally different it's a totally different thing now. Mm, I'm glad you said that because you're 100 percent correct on that. It's like um, I think that people used to blow up from towns and things, and now it's like. Uh, because of the internet and because like the way that things work now like it's just you you literally have access to everything at one time so it's like the chances of a certain town having that person or group or band that rises up is so much harder i think but at the same time easier you know what i mean like it's a catch-22 i think it's just like a lottery well bands got to have places to play that are doing well in biz to have right. you know show biz you know to have mm. you know entertainment you know oh that's, that's more places um and that's hap- that's surprisingly happening now in the area yeah I don't know if it's surprising or not actually but with all the growth you're seeing some places even locally that have like nice sound systems dedicated sound guys you know like stuff that i mean it's not new like by any means um it's happening more here and in, yeah, in yeah. better places, and I think that's part of that, like being uh, cultivating to, you know, growing yeah, yeah. the scene and shit. And right. then maybe a band 100%. does get up because they're able to get like support from their friends and stuff. 
I've seen that a lot at some of like the old soul shows, old soul, and Bulls Benign. A lot of those guys come to each other's shows, and that's really cool. I remember seeing that. Well, like it feel it feels like twenty years ago now. Like, um, see, you know, even like with the way that uh, you know Mason Jar would and you know and Randall, like, we could all be kind of like doing that and like showing support for each other, and that's that's really cool. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. That really helps when places are able to start booking like nights other than just Friday and Saturday. Right. You know, um, when you start. Because I mean, I'd love to go see my other my friends play in their bands, but like I probably have a gig too. You know? Yeah, and every yeah. we all feel that. That's way, usually you know? how much. That's usually how it goes for me. There's always something going, going on, but that's probably a kind of detriment, I think, too, to the the scene is that we don't have like a um, a lar- a bigger venue that has like if you go to another city, it's like if you go to Rogers on Friday, you know, they're going to have the big, they're going to have like the best local acts and it's going to be packed out of, you know what I mean? Like we've got, uh, 15, 20 different venues and you got to kind of, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of towns have like the spot and we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily have the spot. We have a lot of spots, you know what I'm saying? Which is fine. I like it because everybody gets to shine and have a place to play and you know what I mean? But I I feel like that's how like Atlanta like breaks people is like they, whatever where like for instance, the Apollo back in the day, remember like if you went on the Apollo, like that's, you're you're breaking, (laughs) your shit is breaking, you know what I mean? And like, we don't have like that spot that's in in the state where it's like, or I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like Atlanta, New York, these different places, Chicago, Detroit, they they have like I, like for instance, the House of Blues used to be South Carolina's like, and I'm not saying it's not like still a really dope venue, but I remember back in the day, like if you played the House of Blues, and they had like. They were somewhere that was bringing in like big and big local acts, like the best of the best all the time. You know what I mean? If you went any weekend, you you know you remember that time yeah, where House yeah, of Blues yeah, was yeah, like popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like that, we don't have that anymore. And like the music farm is supposed to be, but I feel like the music. I mean, they've been just recently getting back to doing. Yeah, a bunch of yeah, because cool they. Right? I think COVID really, they really took a hit or something. Well, at one point, we thought we totally lost that venue altogether. So I'm <laughs> yeah, happy so back, I'm very you know? thankful that it's back because I've seen some really dope acts there and I've performed there a few times, but, you know, I I wish that they. I feel like that could be that place. It, it can, but I think that they've because, you have to make money as a bigger venue, it's just hard to make it locally susceptible you know what i mean like because whenever you have to you have to bring bigger acts through and stuff like that you can't really help the local scene as much and i'm not saying they don't but i went there for a local metal show like two months ago <coughs> and i was shocked that the place was like i don't know like 450 people in there that's awesome man that's what local we need. metal i'm like four exactly bands and about. i knew a couple of the guys so i was like and when shows was I thought it was cool. Um, I haven't been to another one since then, but I saw, you know, they're posting them. They're they're doing some local stuff there, and that's actually think that a guy named Sean Kerr is like kind of doing some of this. Yeah, Sean, shout right. out Sean. Yeah, yeah, he's helping out with that. I think for sure. And yeah, uh, like, all right, well, I mean, that's those, cool. You know, I mean, all the all those guys, uh, like you mentioned, Cali, like they're definitely keeping. 
I, I guess like I, I guess like that's why you and I are kind of on um because I guess I'm looking at it from a hip hop perspective. Oh, I see what you mean. And you're kind of looking at it as a rock perspective. So I think that's why we've been like, you've been like, I don't know, man, because I but, feel I feel bad for the hip hop guys. There's not that many places to play. No, the, yeah, for sure. And, and the, like we tried to bring a well, not we tried, we did bring the band into it, and that really got us into these venues that would never have us. You know what I mean? Right. And um, and that that was what really propelled us because there is there is a hip hop scene down here but that like we were just talking about like rock being kind of or you know live band music being so spread out but hip hop's even worse you know what i'm saying like hip hop seven nights a week somebody's having something somewhere because it doesn't take a band or you know what i mean like all you got to do is plug some stuff in and and sure couple mics and you could have a hip-hop show so you could do that anytime you want on the drop of a dime you know you'd be here here so what i'm saying is there's like right now there's probably 50 shows in the tri-county area that you can go to for a hip-hop open mic or something like that so it's just very spread out and there's not like that to, to talk about like detroit like the shelter or something where like this is the hip hop night. Everybody's gonna go, come through and gonna have the best acts from around the area. We're gonna, yeah. They don't have that for sure. It's better with rock, you know what I mean? For sure. That's why I was like, once we got the band involved, bro, we was, you know, it it just opened so many more doors for us for sure, you know, because uh, venues are much more. I don't know, man. The stigma that follows hip hop around, man. I mean, we could we could tiptoe around the elephant in the room, but <laughs> there's just a stigma behind it that you know, like hip hop, just people have more bravados and whatever. You know what I mean? I guess is the is the case, but seems like I mean, the, the, in my experience, which is only my experience, and like it seems like the performers are always grateful to mm-hmm. have a gig. And respectful and nice and good, and then uh, I think what people tend to want to stay away from is like this, like the bullshit that goes on in a parking lot. The people that come to those shows always cause so much fucking shit that it's unmanageable. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's but I shouldn't say always. It's like you know, I said, you know, everybody's experience is different. Um, that's just what I've experienced, and I do hate it for the hip hop, um, you know, that art that all of the dudes could be do a lot of that Costello's. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with a dude right now named Little Duddy who's killing it. I mean, I'm all for this dude. Really enjoying working with him. And he's like, man, he's only got like a couple places to play. He's already kind of traveling out of town just to try to get his voice heard already. You know, right. I've been on it for a couple months. So yeah, that's it. That's that's the toughest thing about doing rap. And you're, I can definitely speak from experience. What you're saying, like, is is true. Like, a lot of, I will say that like more recently. There was like a time where, and I'm not saying it still doesn't happen, but there was a time where hip hop was very like aggressive and and like pick your side kind of music, you know what I mean? And it feels like now hip hop's kind of getting back to like people being more, I don't want to say inclusive, but just more like 
conscious and thoughtful about what they're saying. And I'm not saying that the other stuff's still not out there, but I'm not sure that that really is any of the like gasoline on the fire at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that the the lyrics and the I'm, I'm not really. I'm seeing people get you know amped regardless. You know. What I'm oh saying? yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And I do like that. I do like it. I love it when people are getting amped to shows. Like, that's what, you know, that's what we want. You know what I'm saying? You see that in all genres. Um, but it's the extra shit. It's the <laughs> you extra know what I mean? It's like once, it, it, once it's causing problems outside and all that, you know. So, yeah, man. Sound power. You see that shit back in the day with like, <laughs> oh, man, like back in like the Plex days. Oh, the play! Oh, like, we have to show over. her. You have to show they, her. They have a hip hop right. show and this shit, and then like they just have to like take the registers, oh, like, and everybody just leave the building. Yeah, <laughs> they just take the fuck over. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, bro, uh, I remember uh, they used to have teen night there and shit too. You remember that? You yeah. probably. Yeah. I think I was a little bit of. I think I was a head, you know a little head, but yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if you remember that rapper from uh, Stratford, Firstborn. Mm-hmm. No, he was big, like, I don't know, he was like, everybody thought he was about to blow up, you know, he was like, but he went to Stratford and he had a show there and that was crazy, like, I've never seen police in there at a teen club because it was just, I've never seen it so packed, they, they had to oversold this thing, you know, dude was rapping in the middle of that dance floor thing, that big wooden dance floor thing, uh, with... This was at Desperados. Desperados. Yeah, this wasn't even the Plex. This All was right. Desperados. Do you yeah, remember how I had like the dude. big thing in the oh, middle? Oh shit! Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, he he had like a eight foot circle that he was rapping in. It was just like kids from twelve, probably, and maybe you know some some mature eleven year olds might have been there. Who knows? It was teen night. I think it was 13 to 17, 16, something like that. Nice. Which is cr- just a crazy concept to me now because I think back on that and I was like, bro, there's there's probably some 19-year-old dudes in there with these 12, 13-year-old girls on teen night. Like, You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying nothing happened, but I'm just like, I, I, now I look back and I'm like, because I was young when I was going there. I was probably 13, 14, but I remember like being there as a 13-year-old dude and seeing some older dudes and like being like, this is teen night. Like, if that dude, that dude will beat the hell out of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, he's he got a mustache and everything. You know what I mean? Like, this dude's got a beard oh, no. up in here. And I'm about to get beat up. <laughs> Wild times, bro. I don't know. People always say, I don't know. Ain't nothing new under the sun, though, I guess, right? By the time we were 19, we were already on to something yeah. way down the road off that. That's what I said. I didn't finish school, man. I should have finished school, dude. I only needed a few credits, and I would have graduated. You know what I mean? But I wanted to go get an apartment and uh, get a real job and all that. <laughs> Seems like you're doing good now. Yeah, yeah. I, hey, I don't. I don't ever complain about where I'm at or what got me here. You know what I mean? I'll talk about it, but I feel like people get hung up on that a lot. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, just because you might not have had the best upbringing or the best parents or the best anything, you know what I mean? The best clothes, the best shoes, whatever. Like, it, it's nothing to, like, the only, the only way that that defeats you is if you let that become you you know what i'm saying like i think a lot of people let their struggles become them and i'm like dude like you can't you can't let that 
hurt you and give you like a reason to give up or because I, I, I guess like I've been through so much shit that I've got like the best excuses to just be a piece of shit, to just give up on life. Like I, I have like every excuse that somebody has, I probably have, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to name them off, but if you, you know, if you're, if you had a shitty upbringing or this or that or that, or this is like, okay, dude, like, but you gotta move on, bro. Like you can't. Now you're an adult. You like be accountable. Like, Accountability is a hard. Yeah, is a difficult thing to talk about. You know, like, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people not taking accountability, but I take accountability for yourself best you can, and you know, and good on you, mate. Like, see so you doing that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, um, you know, I I don't know, man. I'm just like I'm not gonna blame people. I felt like once I became an adult. I was like, um, I'm responsible now. Sure. From here on out, I'm responsible. I can blame anything in my past for why I'm going to be irresponsible if I want to. But at the end of the day, I'm an adult now. You know what I'm saying? So I can't be like, uh, this happened to me when I was a kid and and that's why I'm going to just ruin the rest of my life as an adult like if and i'm not saying like we just negate like things that people been through but you just gotta be like dude like i can't i can't let this i can't let my past ruin my future because then in the future i'm gonna be like man i let my past ruin my it's like a never-ending cycle every five years you look back and you're like five years ago i should have fucking got over that and moved on and did this and did that and did this and then at that five-year mark you're like looking back you're like damn man like i i just had this conversation five fucking years ago (laughs) i mean you got to think there's got to be some kind of disconnect right i mean there's i mean it's not like people don't i don't know i could it's impossible to describe but uh, there's got to be some kind of just you know if you start if you start lying to yourself early on, you start like not accepting accountability for yourself or not like just like being like real with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you can see that maybe like constantly getting pushed to the back and just like moving forward and like a little bit unsure about anything, much less what direction you're supposed to go. Right. And uh, just you know trying to live a false reality. I, I hate it for people. I do. Um, However, you know, I do the best I can. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. You just gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta right. keep on trucking, keep on trucking, bro. Right. <laughs> so, um, what's like, what, what's like uh, some of your musical inspirations? Like, is there bands that you really enjoy or coming up, or were you kind of like just a melting pot? You liked all kind of shit. What, what you, what you yeah, got? I guess. Yeah, I would, you know, probably melting pot of everything, you know, uh, listen to lots of rock music, of course, you know, through the, you know, 80s, 90s, and then, you know, through the 2000s, still listen to rock music, you know, you really gotta look to find, like, new, like, good rock music. Oh, dude, I do it all the time, because I like rock a lot, you know, but, I, me, I'm, I'm like a... I like certain amount of rock. Like, I can't... I only go so far in a lot of genres. Like, it's not just rock. Like, if I'm not... If it's not, like... Like, hip-hop, I'm completely immersed in. I'm pretty immersed in country. I don't know why. It's just something I've always loved. And, um... But other than that, every other genre, I'm, like, immersed enough to have conversations with people. And I'm like, 
the the really good like but once you go past and you're just like listening to guitar riffs and shit you know what i'm saying like with yeah. rock i'm like I, I i guess i'm just a lyrics guy honestly that's why i fuck with country that's why i like rap and that's why i like i like good i like rock with good singers and good stories and like i i obviously love the 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 musicians that are playing the instruments but if you got a shitty singer, I'm like, I don't care how good you play that guitar, bro. If it, if this dude can't, anybody can ruin a band. Yeah, yeah, any, yeah. Any, anybody that didn't learn the tunes can make it less like. Uh, but did uh, um, is uh, is, is that how kind of you are? You just like a lot of different genres, and you just kind of draw from all of them. I or? can appreciate what you're saying from the songwriter like point of view. Yeah, I definitely like enjoy that part of you know music myself. For the most part, I'm very much gonna feel myself to be a lyrics guy as well I write songs a lot you know mm -hmm. it's one thing that I really like a goal of mine is to get some of my music out this year really been putting that back forever as I've like constantly just worked yeah and, you've uh, let me hear a little bit I'd love to hear some more oh, I haven't man. got to hear a lot but what I've heard I love I w I'd love to get on something with you man do a little collaboration yeah, on it and that'll be fun man hell yeah that'll be fun yeah I would have a um, good time with that I really do like since I've been working at Costello's I've worked with a, a lot of um you know, hip hop, pop oriented clients or people that are really kind of just doing things a little bit different way, a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, and really putting out music kind of quick, which I did enjoy that, like right off the rip. And now I've been there for several years. When, man, it's it's fun. I'm really grateful for that experience. And it's like, man, you could really go in for like an hour or two and like have a song done, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, definitely. Go. Especially hip hop, bro. Like, yeah. you can. Like, yeah, you're doing some rap, dude. It's a it's a rap. Sure. <laughs> yeah. like, like, quick, you know what I mean? I remember there was this one dude that went, and he, I was, oh, it was three or four years ago. I didn't, you know, didn't, you know, just met the guy, went in and laid down a track, and I was like, you want to stack anything? Do we need to, he's like, no, man, that's, I think that's good. I think I got it. I was like, damn, all right, shit. And got through a couple of songs like that. I was like, man, and came out, I was like, bro, I was kind of blown away. I was like, man, you were really good, man. And they're like, and I'm like, oh, this dude probably thinks I'm just like, you know, full of it or whatever. But I'm yeah. like, dude, I really like how many songs did you just get done, dude? <laughs> we started talking about it, and I was like, noticing he didn't have anything. I was like, man, did you just freestyle that shit? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I was just kind of, was kind of in my head, you know, today or whatever. Spent a couple hundred dollars to get it done. I was like, shit, I've been sitting on songs for like six years. This dude just wrote six songs in like three oh, yeah, hours, yeah, you know, yeah. like done. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. And they were good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes out there like that, man. I mean, I, I'm kind of like that. If you put on, you know, I, I do, I can do two or three songs in a night for sure, easily. But um, it's I, I, as long as it's good, I think that's the main thing. Because there's a lot of people out there that hear stuff like that and they're like, oh, I can do two or three songs. That, yeah, but can you do three good songs, like, or should you just be like working on like half a song? You know, like that. It's I think that. Um, and it's not like a competitive thing in the sense of like, I, I get, I don't think it should matter. Like if you get it done fast or slow, it's just, is you, did you, did it come out how you wanted to? Uh, yeah. I agree you know what I mean? Sure. Right. So, I was just impressed. But I, I'm very, right. no, I'm saying like, it's always impressive to see somebody just like, if it's good, that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's when, when it's good, that shit's impressive. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's how I feel too. Is and like, it doesn't happen all the time. No, right? no, no, no. It's, Obviously, it's, I'm sitting yeah. on songs for a decade. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'd be lying if I said that I, I got 
I don't have songs I've had for five, six years. Just sitting there. <laughs> Maybe 10, 15 years. Dying on hard drive. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. So, um, what's the next step for uh, for for you? You going? You still just going to kick it in the studio and and work it and get the store pumping? Is that your two main goals right now? Or what, I know you say you want to release some of your music. So, like, you, you have goals of dropping like an EP or. Do you want to shoot videos or? I think I'm just gonna release singles at a time and stop worrying about it. Just gonna put out a song at a time. It's a, you know, I got something ready to go. I'm gonna focus on the store this year. I've been running sound a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, do some mason jars shows soon. Yep. Got some shows booked with Brady. Plays and mason jar. You know, hell yeah. Started a new cover band um, called One Track Mind with some of my friends. We played a couple of gigs. What y'all covering? Like dance oriented, like the Bruno Mars and like Lizzo stuff. A couple of those Dua Lipa songs. Well, I need to get your schedule, man. I'll come check you out. It's just fun to play on bass. Yeah, for sure. That's like uh, the the three you just named is real like um, jazzy, like the the bass lines, I'm sure. Loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bass is like the most prominent thing in those songs. You know what I mean? Like that's what I love about it's. I guess that's why I connect with bass players because like I'm um I always rap with the bass line when I when I do music and um in a weird way though like I know that that's probably you know people go with the drums or or things like that the bass or they is perfect. go with the, bass makes the most sense I mean it's on the beat and it's in key in the key yeah it's yeah doing both things yeah. but I look at the bass like when it's like I don't know because I rap on like weird timing like everybody says i don't i don't really know I, I can hear it but i don't it's just how i rap i'm like i hit on like threes and fives and set like my the the lyrics the bars like hit yeah if i do a hook then it's probably going to be more in like uh the fours you know what i'm saying like it's going to be more like two four six eight you know what i mean like Gosh. but when i'm in the verses, it's always like uh, da, 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 hit the three, the time, and then yeah. skip over to four and hit it on the five, and it like I I'm gonna end up we're we're gonna end up at the eight together, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna get there the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people that write is like they're they're hitting the one two three four one. Sure. You know what I mean? And I'm like, da, 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 and I'll go over the spot. I've had people like critique it, like, "Why do you go? You're supposed to like stop right there." Like, no, I'm stopping the next one. You know, like, so. Um, but the baseline, I like to. That's why I usually rap to the baseline because that's what keeps me on time. Because the bass, the drums, like if you're picking out spots of the drums to stay with, I feel like you're on a certain count. You know what I mean? But the bass has like extra notes in it that. I can find and I'm like I know that if I hit this the bass is going to hit here and then it's going to hit there so I like I know how to like okay I can go off time a little bit as long as I'm on as long as I catch where that bass is hitting again because the bass goes kind of stays in time but it goes in and out of time the drums to me never go out of time unless somebody's fucking up right you know what I mean like the bass you can kind of play with the time and bend it a little bit but the drums like to me always are they're on time, you know what I mean? Like, they're because they're making the time, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, that would, I don't know, that would man. Be cool. I'm excited to get out there and play play some more music with you, man. It's been a minute, you know. Like, uh, I don't know, man. It's been tough for 
for us booking as a as a band because it feels like uh since since things have wrapped back up um the cover band thing has been really popping off because it's uh it's you know is a built you get kind of a built-in crowd with it and like you're not you're not like taking a chance of having people that aren't hip to this or don't like that you know what i mean it's like you know and like it's crazy because I, I can't imagine how y'all play, but like Jason and them have been playing in the Getaway Bronco, and them dudes just murder. Oh, the, dude, that band's crushing right now. Yeah, yeah. They, they just murder the all those '90s covers and stuff, and it's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like those Moon Jimmy gigs got to be so much fun. That's such that is like one of my favorite places to play in town. Yeah, I I love Windjammer, man. Well, Windjammer like has that has a. Has not not like a it's got like a somewhat of a built-in crowd because they know like everybody on the island like there's not many places to go, and then and then once you bring all the other people to the island, you know what I'm saying, and you got that just and everybody there like loves music. That's what it's real dope about the Windjammer. It's like people go there and they know like the Windjammer's always been real good about getting really great acts. You know what I mean, like like. That's why I think they they thrive because they get acts that bring bring people and they're they're good so everybody just keeps coming back you know what I mean because there's not a lot of like and there's been a lot of nights I went there and didn't know the band and then I was like man this band is great who's this well yeah that's what I'm saying because like, they band, brought the bigger yeah because that band is awesome so like they don't ever have like. I don't know that I've ever been there and been like this band. I've been a lot of places where I'm like, where are we going? Like next, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like no disrespect, but I don't like it. You know what I mean? I, I just not my thing. But the Windjammer, I feel like every time I've been there, I've never been like had like a bad taste in my mouth and been like, man, I don't know how long I can sit here and listen to it you know what i mean so i don't know shout out whoever's booking for the windjammer i don't know that's Scott, <laughs> that's what that's, i'm really that's saying scotty fryer does the book yeah. over there well shout out fryer i'm gonna just call you fryer bro i mean there's something about that play i mean anytime you have a place that's that cool that has so much history there's always like a built-in crowd right like you feel like some pressure to like perform and be good you know when like there's people there looking at you, you yeah know, like inspecting that yeah that's what's that's the dopest thing about being at the Windjammer, man, is that, you know, like, it's history. There's been lots of great acts on it, so you feel honored to be on it. And then you're right on the fucking ocean. So, like, that never sucks. Beautiful. You walk out on the back patio, and or if you're playing on the sunset stage, I haven't got the opportunity to do that yet. How is that? Uh, you did that with Randall, didn't you, one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, was or a couple times. One, yeah. one time? I don't know. Nah, I feel like a couple Either times. way, it's... Oh. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. Probably feels great. It does. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of being all inside, hot and sweating, you got all that... I mean, I like inside, too. But, you know... I like inside because I feel like it's like, you know, with the lights and everything, it's like a totally different vibe, like, than... But, I've always liked the sunset stage. It's just a real dope vibe out there. So oh, yeah. Maybe one day I'll get to play out there. I played the Windjammer a handful of times, so I'm honored. If that's all I get to do, then I'm cool <laughs> with it. But it would be dope to be on that sunset stage, man, have a beach party. But 
this ain't Miami, man. It's Charleston. <laughs> we can't even drink on the damn beach no more. I guess you can on the, the sunset, like, because it's kind of on their property. So, yeah, you can't yeah. watch camera. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You can't walk out on the beach. Like, I don't know, man. You remember the old movies? Where you, I, I always wanted to do that. And then when I got old enough to do it, I was like, what? We can't do that? You ever seen the movies where they, like, dig a pit on the beach and start yeah. a bonfire? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah I did like, that. You I, burned, that? I burned a guitar on the... I set a guitar on fire. I took a bunch of pictures on stuff. All right, 45 minutes in, you're going to give us a good story about a guitar you burnt. <laughs> like, what, you just burnt a good guitar? No, nah, well, it was a good guitar, but I, it actually, unfortunately, took a fall, and the neck had broken beyond repair. Oh, so we went was out like, to the oh, well, let's burn it. Yeah, I was a lot younger. It's, you know, kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing. Mm, I wonder how many uh, tunes and riffs you burn out of existence with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that guitar might I mean, have had... I got another guitar pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, but that guitar, that guitar probably had like um, the pictures were really five cool. number one Billboard hits on it. Oh, I know the pictures were really cool. <laughs> I used them for a long time. Um, yeah. yeah, they were really cool. Uh, yeah, um, man. So then, have you you said you did some traveling, like you lived in some other areas as well. Not really lived, just you know visited. Oh, okay. Just, uh, yeah, you've been traveling for a purpose or a vacation or just uh, work or you just not a lot recently. Um, uh, there was a definitely that was a ten period, ten year period of time there. I was traveling quite a bit. Yeah, I was working at the center, and they they ran me around a lot. And um, I had some friends in Europe, and I was going over there quite a bit. What Europe? There was a, where at Europe? Uh, like a, uh, mostly Romania. And oh like, shit! In, like in Italy and some other parts. How of was that? So. I know awesome, my dad man. went to Italy yeah. not too yeah. long ago, and. That was cool. Yeah. Very old Supposedly school. Supposedly the food is ridiculous. The food was interesting, man. So you got Italian roots or anything like that? Uh, yeah. P- apparently in the lineage, there's some Italian and some Portuguese. Oh, nice. Um, nice. You know, I don't know, really know that much about it. That's kind of, that's kind of what I got. Yeah, I don't know too much about my shit either. I know that I'm uh, Irish. Yeah. yeah. Irish, British. I think I got a little German and like some... Um, I don't know West or South African or something like less than 1% though <laughs> but it's on there <laughs> I gotta claim it I guess uh, that is crazy um, that there's this like with uh, the internet now like we can just go look that up and we're like in this generation where we didn't have that before so we're like I'm good with just not knowing yeah that's kind of I don't know man I, I don't I, I guess it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? Like, it does, like, but at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I got to feel connected to people from generations and generations ago or something. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I got to make the best out of my life, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like uh, I get, like, astrology and shits like that, too. Like, you, you, uh, you find out what you are, and then you start being like letting it affect like you start behaving that way i don't know like it's either like because you look at it as your genealogy like your ancestry or your uh astrology or things like that and you look at it as like oh now i understand why like i'm this way or why i behave this way or why i like this or that thing or that thing and then like and then at some point you start like 
manifesting those traits more than just having them or something. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. That's just how I've always kind of looked at it. It's like, uh, I might be like, I might be like my mom. I might be like my dad. I might be like my granddad. I might be like my 26 cousin from around the way, but and day, I still gotta just be me, bro. Like I still like what I like. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I still gotta do what I gotta do. So I don't know. I, I, that's probably why I don't get too invested in this shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, so man, I really appreciate you coming on the pod, dude. It's sure been enough. it's been awesome to get to know you a little bit better, man, and and yeah, tell people you. how dope you are, man. Um, sure, man. Like I said, we need to plug Sound Power. Yeah. Uh, his store his store on um, Bacon's Bridge Road what do you say 1226 1246 1246 Bacon's Bridge Road right above it's Costello Studios Um, Costello stand up dude man he's he's reputable in the in the scene so um, if you need that kind of work get with Chris if you need sound work get with Chris cause him and Dwayne oh the wolf, the wolf. Uh, yeah Dwayne Greenhill shout out him man I, I love Dwayne man he's like he's such a he's such his own person man that he makes himself like he made that's what I love I love people that are just like unapologetically themselves so shout out him man love you Dwayne um, yeah man uh, everything you need bro sound power music Chris Fiera it's the water pod. Like I said, this episode is brought to you by Fifty Shades of Green Landscaping. So get at them, man. My boy Darren Boyce owns it. I'll put on the um I'll put the links onto it and the logo will be at the beginning so you can reach out to him. Uh please get down to the music store, man. Check out a Mason Jar Music Show. Check out check out local shows, man. That way you can get to know people like Chris, man, that that uh like I always say, man, network. Network with uh, other musicians network with other business owners you know like y'all can help each other if he he sells music goods okay well you sell candles and he needs some candles for the crib like we that's that's what we need to do you know what i mean uh if you need countertops holler at me but i don't usually plug that but th- that's what i do i own a business doing a uh, countertop so if you ever need that holler um many things shout out foolish always coming through working the cameras for us, you know what I mean? So, like I always say, man, think harder, work smarter. If you want it to grow, just add water. V, Chris Vieira, the water boy. It's the water pot. Peace. Mm -hmm.